Hey guys, welcome into the Fantasy Coaches Podcast. This is your host, Steve Pintado, and with me as always is my main man, Jabron Curtis. Blow the whistle, Blow the whistle, Blow the whistle, they can't hold a flame against you. Blow the whistle, Blow the whistle, Blow the whistle, got the game, it ain't no issue. Blowing the whistle, I had it up with you, the championship, it is gone. Listen to you, I can't give it to you Cause you don't know what I've been on This is the Coach's Podcast Ripping up everything fantasy. There's some things to talk about We're definitely going to be talking about some things But, you know, we're here tonight to talk about starting sits, guys So, uh, to get ready for that we got a whole bunch of things to talk about So, we'll get into the news uh, Le'Veon Bell is targeting week 5 return um, You know, Jibs, let me ask you If Adam Gase is gone Hopefully after Friday morning does Le'Veon Bell interest you at all now? No, because it's the same old Jets still. Same old Jets, you're right. I just but, like, he... yeah, he'll, he's running back, so you figure, like, maybe the new coaching regime will probably like, utilize him better. That's what I'm hoping and thinking, too. I mean, if, if he's out there, probably not on waivers, but if you can somehow get him cheap, guys, maybe swap him with Mike Davis if you have Christian McCaffrey or something, maybe. I, I don't know. Uh, it's definitely intriguing if they can use him in a more proper way once Adam Gase is finally gone from this offense. It could only get better. I mean, it can't get any worse, could it? Nah, it can't get any worse. But speaking of Mike Davis, these offers are getting annoying. I feel like they want the house for him. Yeah. For Mike, a rental. Yeah, uh, it's insane. So, like I said, you get a season-long guy in Le'Veon Bell and Mike Davis, I think he's got another two weeks to, to shine. So try to see if you can make that swap maybe. I'm sure you could get better things, maybe like Joe Mixon or something, but, I mean, see what you can get. Remember, uh, people like the here and the now, then wait and see later kind of situation. So uh, it's been confirmed. Chris Godwin, guys, mild hamstring, more likely out two weeks, definitely out this week, definitely a a bruiser to those who have uh, wide receivers right now. Um, Your Eagles signed Hakeem, Hakeem Butler, uh, former wide receiver of the Arizona Cardinals, uh, but switching to tight end, Jibs is a Eagles fan. Do you like this at all? It interests me. Like we really don't have much, and he's a bigger guy. Like he obviously couldn't get it like going in Arizona. And if you read like everyone's like fantasy like profiles and draft profiles coming out of the draft that two years ago, everyone was raving about him, and then he just got derailed with injuries, and then here we are. So. Yeah. Hey, it's a spot for him. He could finally put a name, his name on the, the field, you know? Yeah, I mean, pretty good dynasty stash, I'd say. Maybe if he kind of comes out. Um, some injury plague. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins missed practice today. Hopefully it's not too serious. Um, again, missing a practice on a Wednesday as a veteran isn't huge, but just something to know. Uh, Brandon Edwards from the uh, Oakland, not Oakland, wow, Las Vegas Las Raiders. Vegas Raiders. Yeah. Is out for week four already, and Henry Ruggs is a long shot to play. I'm sure we'll talk about the, that how that impacts starting and sitting players this week. So uh, that's something to note. Uh, Cream Hunt, day-to-day injury, something to keep your eyes on as well. Uh, Michael Thomas is back at practice, uh, but it's unknown if he's going to be playing just yet. Um, some Bills information. John Brown misses practice again. Definitely a bit concerning, uh, but yeah, we have to wait really till Friday. If he doesn't practice Friday... Uh, it's the it's a Cole Beasley, maybe Gabriel Davis pickup show at that point. So uh, just keep your eyes on for Friday. And Zach Moss, back at practice, Jibs. My Devin Singletary reign has come to an end, it seems like. Oh, man, I should have sold him yesterday. Yep, it's upsetting. 
Uh, I still have faith. Uh, this could be a good week for Devin Singletary. I'll kind of mention it later, but yeah, definitely. Should. It seems like a layup. Yeah, uh, it was definitely a layup before this, but now it's not as much, unfortunately. It's like a layup, but like you have to use your opposite hand that you're not good with, so kind of situation. But uh, yeah, we're talking basketball references because my Miami Heat guys are playing in the NBA Finals ten- tonight. I'm hyped. I'm hoping I get a chance to sit there and fully watch the game, but uh, enough of the news. That's all that's going on. Oh, actually, it's not true. I'm sorry. COVID, guys. That was the big thing over the last two days now. Uh, as you guys, I don't think it was mentioned Monday, but three Titans players and five Titans staff members, all positive with COVID, having to ruin whatever we've got going on. It's really good right now. Um, yeah, that Steelers-Titans game this weekend, postponed. But within like five minutes later of it, now it's possibly being paid on a Monday or Tuesday. Uh, way to give us a heart attack for no reason, especially with ESPN saying they're on a bye week right now, Jibs. Hate to hear that right now. Uh, but how do you how do you feel about this? Uh, anything that you know concerns you about them maybe playing on Monday or Tuesday maybe now? It doesn't, but it kind of gives them a disadvantage next week. It kind of makes it a shorter week than it already is, but they obviously get an extra day this week. It kind of evens out, but, like, my phone was dead when, like, all the messages and, like, the notification came about this, and I came on. It was, like, chaos. I'm like, oh, my God. I have one uh, fantasy team. I have, like, Drew, Drew, David Johnson. Um, you just name it. Fuller. All these guys. Oh, no, and Johnny Smith, like, possible COVID, like, kind of, like, hot spots on teams. And I was like, oh, my God, here we go. But hopefully they play Monday or Tuesday and it's not, like, a crazy, like, they're going to buy it. At, they're going to make a bye week and play, like, a week eight because that kind of, like, puts fancy managers at a disadvantage because obviously they're not going to use their roster spots on the Sunday. Yeah, definitely would be in a, a weird situation. You might want to talk to your league mates if that happens to come to fruition. Hopefully, it seems more likely that it's going to be on a Monday, possibly Tuesday. It's only been one of the Tuesday game over the last 20 years uh, when Minnesota's uh, uh, old stadium's dome broke through and snow fell through. So uh, I, believe, I believe if Tuesday's games happen, it should count towards Monday still. Uh, so, but you can always make those adjustments. I know a lot of fantasy apps does allow you to make those adjustments as commissioner. So have no fear for your owners, but definitely mention it if it does get postponed. Um, again, there's really not much you can do, but say you got bad luck, unfortunately, but I saw NFL.com. They already posted that, uh, if the game happens on Tuesday, it will be applied to week four scoring. Yeah. I mean, it needs to be applied to week four. It's just unfair if it's not. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's the news of the day, guys. And let's quickly get into the Thursday night preview now. Um, it's it's a sleeper of a doozer for sure. I mean, the Denver Broncos versus the New York Jets. Um, Sam Donald versus Bryson Ripken. Uh, I can't think of the basketball, the baseball player's name, but I know it's something Ripken. I can't think of his first name. Cal. Cal Ripken. I don't know why I did a report on him in like sixth grade. Uh, his, I believe it's either his son or his nephew or something like that. Uh, we'll be starting quarterback for this week. And, yeah, a doozy of a game, guys. Very untalented offense. I guess Jerry Judy, Noah Font, I want to watch them play, I guess, a little bit. Uh, but uh, it's definitely a bit of a concern. So, Jibs, what are you really looking for out of this game here? Adam Gase getting fired. That's what I'm looking for, <laughs> uh, to be honest. God. But you, you already hit it on the head with Judy. I want to see Judy um, maybe 
get a little bit more than 50 yards and five catches. I want to see him actually kind of get established. It's been a couple of weeks. He got played by a little bit of drops the first couple of weeks as well. So if he could get on the map, that would be cool. Um, for the Jets, there really isn't much. Hope Can they get a win? That's the only thing I'm hoping for. But like, well, not, not this week. I, I think it, it's, a, it's a Denver Bronco game. Uh, again, it'd be interesting to see if Ripken can do something maybe. I know Drew, Drew Locke is probably going to be back sooner than later, it seems like now. Uh, maybe Philip Lindsay's in this game. We don't know yet. Maybe at Jamison Crowder. Keep your eyes on that, guys. Both these guys are real questionable for this game. Again, like you said, outside of Judy, maybe KJ Hamler, if he can probably make some more noise. He played 90% of the snaps last week, so that was encouraging. And uh, I really don't want to watch anyone on the Jets, really. I mean, Braxton Berrios, if he, if, if Jameson Crowd is out, he definitely is an interesting option. Uh, I'd be intrigued to want to play him for sure. But besides that, uh, yeah, there's really no one else there to really talk about. Unfortunately, this is a snoozer of a fest of a Thursday night game to have this week, so... Yeah, the NBA fi- the NBA messed up. They should have just put the finals on Thursday. They would have still killed the ratings. No they one's watching this. Dumpster fire. They would have destroyed the ratings. It would have been horrible. No one would have watched it. But uh, thankfully, the NBA finals is on, hopefully, in the next hour. So I can't wait for that. But that's the Thursday night preview, guys. There wasn't much to say about this team this week. So uh, we're going to move right along here. Today's podcast is brought to you by Restaurant.com. With Restaurant.com, you can save at thousands of restaurants across the country with just a few clicks. Their dining deals range from $5 to $100, never expire, and cost a fraction of the face value. Dinner has never been easier with Restaurant.com. Used for dine-in, take-out, or delivery. Restaurant.com is offering our listeners 50% off their next purchase by going to www.restaurant.com restaurant.com slash podcast that's www.restaurant.com slash podcast for 50% off your next purchase restaurant.com has the best deals for every meal and we're going to the start and sits guys uh, yeah it's week four now hopefully your fantasy teams are doing well hopefully we're helping you out a little bit i know some of my picks haven't been on point but uh i'm gonna Try to turn things up uh, this week. I am doing very well in the Fantasy Pros uh, weekly uh, expert rankings. Shout out to you, Jibs, for coming in first among us this week. So congratulations, my friend. Thank you, thank you. Absolutely. Apparently, I am the stud at kickers. If you guys want to ask me any quick kicker questions, I'm currently second ranked in kicker accuracy this season. I have a gift, apparently. So, okay, if you're kicker streamer at the end of the episode. <laughs> I guess I'll have to keep. I guess I'll have to start adding one. I guess Bill is a rep, apparently. So we're talking running backs first, guys. As always, we're going to be going over some busts, a couple sleepers, and we're just going to kind of open it up and talk about certain players who we may think that are questionable starters for this week. You know, if we don't mention them, there's a good chance they're either startable or they're just not startable. So, uh, Jibs, we'll start with the bust. Who's your bus? One of your bus for this week? Um, it's gonna be Miles Sanders. Uh, he's been steady since he came back, but um, he has a huge challenge this week when he faces San Francisco. They've been absolutely stingy against the run. Their season high was ranked four pretty easily, sixty-three yards on twenty-one carries last week. So I think Sanders is gonna have to catch the ball efficiently this week to produce great numbers but San Francisco is also great at cover running backs they haven't faced one that's Sanders level this year but still they covered them pretty well um, yielding like a five yard catch 
Yeah, no, I absolutely have my concerns with Sanders, too. I have to make decisions if I plan on starting him this week. Uh, I mean, you may have to just start him because he's Miles Sanders, and, I mean, he'll get the usage, but you're right, the defensive matchup is not the best so far this season, so uh, he could end up putting, you know, maybe 20 carries up, but for maybe, like, 60 yards overall, so uh, that's really possible. So, I mean, so far, I mean, guys like Kenyon Drake, Frank Gore, basically done that, you know, 17 carries, 60 yards, so uh, that's what you're looking at. Um, my first bust of the evening is Nick Chubb. Hate to say that, obviously, Jibs, because you know I'm a big Nick Chubb believer. Um, but the Cowboys' defense, um, they're best so far this season. They've only gave up 79 yards to one running back this season so far. Uh, I mean, we've seen it in this Browns offense, and I've watched these games more extensively that Nick Chubb is dominating early on. Um, again, they versed Cincinnati and Washington over the last two weeks. <clears throat> Not the best team. You kind of saw it in the Baltimore game where Nick Chubb, I mean, kind of got phased out at the end of the game, or at least by half. I mean, unfortunately, it is what it is. He's not involved in the passing game. Just three catches on the season on three targets. Uh, Nick Chubb, uh, Kareem Hunt comes in and just steals the show, it seems like, or at least sees the passing down work on this offense here. And I'm expecting that the Cowboys are going to come at them hot and heavy early because they're behind right now in their own division. So uh, Nick Chubb could end up with a game like, 10 for 60, like he did in week one. Um, again, not horrible, uh, but it's not what you want in terms of your running back this week. So uh, after the last two weeks over 20 fantasy points, this could be a week where he kind of falls back down to earth, unfortunately. But, Jibs, going over your second bus, who we got? It's your boy. Who's my Miles boy? Miles Gaskins. Oh, Miles Gaskins. What's... All right, so I know he's not like the lot loaded starter on it. Fantasy rosters. Some owners might be thinking as a flex option for some weeks. And the Seahawks have been three back to back shootout games, and I'm not expecting anything different this week. The Seahawks pass coverage is more. They allowed six wide receivers this, but 100 yards. So I think they're going to go that route with the offense and Ryan Fitzpatrick to get some productions, touchdowns to the air. And, um, Top it off, the Seahawks only allowed 56 yards as a high at the time early in week one, and they're averaging 42 yards rushing per game. So you can see how bad like that negative game strip can be because teams are just like playing catch up with Russell Wilson, cooking it up. Yeah, um, I unfortunately have to agree with you. I don't know if Gaskins, unless he sees PPR value, uh, and he had a lot of receptions last week, but uh, Seattle. Still got um, Cajun Ray and Bobby Wagner out there covering them. Exactly. Um, I mean, the, the, the Seahawks have only allowed a, a top, a best 13 fantasy points a game to running backs this season, guys. That's top five in the NFL right now. So doesn't look bold well for Gaskins uh, this coming week here. Um, going over my pick. My second one, again, is London Fournette, guys. If you think, oh, well, maybe it was a bad week. No, it just wasn't a bad week. This is just what we're going to get from the Tampa Bay team. You know, it's going to be awkward and, and confusing still. But uh, who are they going up against? They're going up against the Chargers, who are the number one team against running backs this season, Jibs. 11.6, 11.6 fantasy points to the running back position this coming season. It's a major concern. Um, the, again, 
He's splitting time with Ronald Jones and Sean McCoy still. I don't think he's going to be a guy who sees 15-plus carries. He has to either have a breakaway run or somehow gets to the goal line and runs it in, but we've seen a guy like Mike Evans be their goal line back basically on one-yard catches for touchdowns. Uh, again, the only way I could see him be somewhat producing if he sees the receptions, which uh, over the last two weeks the Chargers have allowed up 15 receptions to backs. Uh, well, actually through the first three weeks, I'm sorry. So that could be somewhat of a positive note possibly but um yeah i'm not liking line for this week guys we go from bus we go to sleepers now so jibs who's your first sleeper at the running back position sleeper 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 i'm gonna go james magic and shout out to him for coming back as soon as he did that tragic incident but um i think the cam and i think the patriots are gonna want to show him some extra love and give him a touchdown but even so the Chiefs are middle of pack defense against the run this year. And they average 58 yards receiving to the running back. So I think it was something to be worth it in PPR leagues and just maybe just a glimmer of hope on that kind of nice, like, intrinsic, like, moment for James White. Yeah, um, yeah, don't overestimate what Sony did last week. Uh, that was definitely a, a more of a fluke game than anything. Uh, the Raiders actually are the worst team in the league right now against running back, so obviously Sonny Michelle is going to do something at least. Uh, but James White is coming back, so that definitely causes more concern for him. And then also, Jibs, I didn't mention this, but Damien Harris, um, he's eligible to come off the IR right now. Uh, you're not talking, but uh, yeah, he's eligible to come back off the IR, guys. So if he's out there, guys, I just picked him up in one of my leagues. He was sitting out there. I scooped him up, threw him on the IR. So look out for that. That's a pretty big thing right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's just another uh, piece to add to the headache, man. I don't know. <laughs> it, it but it, it's very interesting because he was supposed to be like the 1B to the 1A or the 1A and 1B to the offense early on this year. He had to go on IR, and Sony hasn't done really much for what it's worth. So I think he could come in and be a guy. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I can't agree more with you. Uh, it's really possible, so don't hate that. Uh, my first sleeper, though, is Chase Edmonds, guys. And I know I kind of woofed on him last week, um, but I'm hoping some kind of clarity turnaround on him. I mean, he's going up against the, ooh, I can't think of the name, the Carolina Panthers, uh, who gave up, who's given up the second most fantasy points to running backs this season. Um, you know, they've had at least, the backfields have had at least given up or given uh, 100 yards for each backfield that the Panthers have gone up against so far this season, so that bolts well. They've also given up seven rushing touchdowns on the year and 35 receptions on the season uh, to date. Uh, 35, that's about almost 10 a game. That's more than 10 a game, guys. So Chase Edmonds, he's the backup to Kenyon Drake, and Kenyon Drake hasn't been that great so far. Again, maybe this is Kenyon Drake's coming out party, but if, if he kind of slips up early on or maybe just doesn't perform that, we, that they need him to, Chase Edmonds could see more work. And he could end up seeing more carries in this, uh, more receptions in this game too, to make him somewhat of a relevant flex option for you for this week. So, um, definitely someone who I would consider targeting if I had a chance to put them in a flex spot if I was, you know, really weak at running back right now. And Jibs, who is your last sleeper for the RBs? Gonna run it back again with Mr. Jeffrey Wilson, and I like McKinney as well. And. I just want to go with Jeffrey Wilson, obviously, because he's lower. He's lower ranked, and 
And he just has an act for fighting the end zone. And obviously, McKinnon, he did come back to practice this week, which makes it seem like it's going to be him and Jeffrey Wilson manning the show because Mostert hasn't come back to practice as well. So if he could get, like, even carries or maybe be a little bit more involved after he showed the coaches what he could do when um, he was called upon, I think he could be a fine, like, way deep option for you. Yeah, no, definitely, I definitely just don't disagree with you on that. Uh, Jeff Wilson's definitely another body I'd like to have this week. Going over to my guy, though, uh, Darrell Henderson, guys. Um, he's my sleeper this week. I, I I think he can perform very well this week. I, I like his opportunity. The Giants give up an average of 23 fantasy points a game to the position. Um, again, they've been playing okay after week one against Benny Snell, but uh, again, the running backs of the last two weeks haven't been, the offenses haven't been that great. The Rams have a pretty strong offense so far this season, and they gave up three touchdowns last week to who? Jeff Wilson. So, Darrell Henderson, if, if Cam Akers is out, I'm firing him up all day. Even if Cam Akers plays, I still like him. It's a pretty good sleeper this week, and uh, I think he could bold well for you as a nice flex option in your fantasy lineups. So... That's our sleepers, guys. And now we're moving on to the lightning round, or the open discussion round. I don't have a real name for it. The coach's decisions, whatever they want to call them. All right, Jibs. So in terms of running backs, we have some top-tier guys right now. Guys like Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, going up against some pretty tough matchups this week. Uh, Do they concern you that you make want to consider sitting them? I don't think so. I'm still going to ride with those dogs. You're still going to ride with them anyway, no matter what. Okay, like, I think I'll ride with Taylor and Eckler, obviously. Henry, you know he's going to get 20 touches, but that Steelers defense is also a brick wall, so we got to see which one is going to fall first. And I'm going to go with the Steelers holding up. Okay, okay. Just I had. Like, if Jeff Wilson, you have to start Jeff Wilson or – not maybe not Jeff Wilson. Let me try um, to get a <laughs> – Mike Davis this week over Derek. Der- um, peace. Peace. Peace, Henry. Are you saying Mike Davis? Yeah, Mike Davis getting the start. Okay. Just want to make sure how you feel on about Derrick Henry's ability to, you know, do more than 11 fantasy points this week. So, uh, yeah, guys, I mean, if you can't sit Derrick Henry, I definitely would. The Bears are kind of the middle of the pack, but they've been pretty decent against the running back. So I would be okay to start Taylor. Um, Eckler, I think at this point, it's just his PPR value. I don't know if they're going to have a real strong game against the run. I mean, Tampa is one of the top or better teams, probably more of a middle of the pack, but uh, they've been pretty good at stopping the run overall, so uh, just a concern there. But again, they're still RB1s, really. Um, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss, they're going up against the worst team uh, against running backs. Do you start both of them if they both start? They both play. If they both play, yes, I'm sorry. They both okay. play. Um, I'm starting Singletary for sure, Moss. I don't need to, but, like, he could be, like, a flex for me in, like, a worst-case scenario. But I'll roll with it. Yeah, I'm I'm starting Singletary, too. I like that. Singletary, I think, could see a big PPR day. Um, The the Raiders have given up back-to-back, like, dominating, like, uh, reception games to the opposing running backs this season. If we saw, obviously, the last two weeks with um, uh, Alvin Kamara and um, Rex Burkhead, They've given up a lot of receiving rush, a lot of targets and receptions to the running back core. So I like Singletary this week. Zach Moss, if he does play, kind of a throw up option. 
Uh, you know, it's like a sneaky start to see maybe if he can do something special. I wouldn't be that thrilled. I mean, coming off an injury possibly. Uh, definitely concerning there. Um, and you already kind of mentioned, we already mentioned Mike Davis. You mentioned Jeff Wilson already. What about the Ravens running backs against Washington? Pretty decent defense. Um, do you start these guys even with this crazy rotation right now that you're going? I don't want to start any of them, to be honest. I'm done with them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not really thrilled to start these guys either. Washington does have a better run defense than a pass defense. Um, I mean, I guess flex. You guess you can flex Mark Ingram and Dobbins, but I really wouldn't want to. Uh, touching not Dobbins right now. He seems to be kind of falling out of rotation. Not falling out, but just seeing less opportunity. Uh, yeah, if you're in a deep league, like, definitely look at Gus Edwards. I know he's not going to be the coveted stone in the waiver wire, but he could pay off. He's passed the most rushing yards this season for the team. So, I mean, uh, it's definitely something to consider, but definitely wouldn't want to start them if I don't have to. And what about New England's? And, well, we already said Sony Michelle, no, but James White, maybe any of the Lions player, any line running back you want to start this week? James White and Cam Newton. James White, all right. James White's a good start still. Yeah, he if he plays, which he should, he's back at practice. I like him still. Um, and what about the Lions? No one on the Lions intrigue you this week? I believe they versus the Saints. Oh. If no. I had to start AP, I would. I'll st- yeah, if I had to pick one out of the group, is AP. Yeah. Otherwise, like Swift, you literally can't throw him out there. And carry on Johnson, he's probably on your waiver wire. Yeah, like if Swift had another had another five reception game last week, or if it was five targets, I have to look at what his what he's been doing. Um, is he is it yeah? If he had another five target game, I would say I would throw him out there as a sleeper because we saw what the we saw the Saints give up decent yardage last week. Uh, I mean to the running backs and in the receiving game a little bit to them, but. Uh, I can't throw him out out there after, like, nine snaps and two targets. It just it can't. AP, I mean, he's seen at least, uh, I mean, decent 22 carries last week. That's enough to get him out there as a possible RB3 option. That's really all I really want to consider him for. And then what about Anthony McFarlane? Man, um, the Titans are really bad against him. We saw, uh, you know, Dalvin Cook have 180 yards last week. Uh, with James Conner, Anthony McFarlane had 46 yards himself last week. Do you consider him somewhat of a deep sleeper this week, possibly? Yeah, I'll give it up to him. Like, he did look like... I saw, like, his carries, and he looked very explosive, like, like quick. moving. He's not, like, plodding up and down, like, a north-south runner like Snella and Connor would. So, it could be an option for you, especially if you think the Steelers are going to win the game and kind of control the clock and grind out the clock. Yeah, I mean, they've given up 100 yards back-to-back weeks now, guys. Uh, if you're maybe in a deeper man league, he's not a bad play this week. I would definitely consider throwing him in your starting lineup. I think I'm going to have to because I'm in a 16-man league and I'm struggling in that with running backs. But uh, it's definitely an interesting option for him. That's yeah, cool. I was about to say, like, if you're in a 14-team league and, like, you're struggling with the running back injuries or that happen, you could do that. But definitely, like, 16 I don't think, like, that's a gym that you probably, like, like oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, I picked him up. I, I had a, I had a, I needed running back out. But, uh, yeah, definitely some of a deep shot, guys. Just a mention. So, uh, let's go over the wide receivers now. Uh, Jibs, who's your first bust for the evening? A.J. Green. Ooh. Jacksonville allows the 13th fewest fantasy points to the position. 
And this is just a PSA for anyone who thinks this is going to be the week that he blows up because it's not. If you look at the Jaguars on paper, they're weak against slot receivers. Paris Campbell tore him up for 6 for 71 in week one. And then you see Humphreys getting 548 in the touchdown. Last week, obviously, um, Parker did his thing, and um, he's the undisputed wide receiver one on the team. But it just seems like it's trending towards that. So I kind of think it's going to be a Tyler Boyd week. So he could be like a nice little start thing. Obviously, you should be starting Tyler Boyd. But I think A.J. Green is going to be um, covered up this game. And they're going to let the other T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd work it out. Yeah, um, definitely somewhat of a boom-bust potential for him. That's for sure. I mean, uh, my concern is that T. Higgins is starting to get more involved in this offense now. Uh, which obviously great if you're a T. Higgins owner right now, but definitely bold some kind of concern right now for A.J. Green. I think if you can sit him, you sh- probably should. If you you know you don't like your other options, it's more of like a boom or bust play. Big you know high risk high reward kind of situation with A.J. Green right now because he could give you these games he's been giving you, or he could blow up. He could, but um, we'll have to see what happens with him. So I uh, don't hate that, Jibs. Uh, going to my yeah question, Jibs. Do you think? It- it comes to like the week eight, week seven trade deadline, and like the Bengals still are not doing as good as they thought they were, and AJ Green just, just keeps up this like kind of production. You think they would trade him? Uh, to be honest, in terms of fantasy, I kind of hope they don't because I think they he's more of a decoy for this other the rest of the team. But it. Why not? I mean, you have a guy like Alden Tate that you really like. Apparently, you have still have John Ross who can play. He's been healthy scratch last week. I mean, why not get the youth movement going? Uh, it's possible. I wouldn't be that shocked, but I would definitely not like it as much for fantasy. So, very dangerous. Yes, uh, my first bust of the evening is Julian Edelman, guys. Uh, the Chiefs are dominant against the slot wide receiver. I mean, they're average about four catches for forty eight yards in a game with six point five fantasy points per game to the slot role. Uh, they play them hard. Again, the New England Patriots are on the road in in, um, in Chiefs land. I can't think of the name for some reason right now, the stadium, Arrowhead. Um, so, and yes, it's kind of hard to sit them because we saw the last time in the shootout game that Cam stepped up in the passing game um, and threw it very well. And obviously Edelman had a great game against Seattle, but as we haven't got there yet, but Seattle's really not good against the the pass so but the Chiefs are much better against the pass uh they've you know they buckle down pretty well I think for the most part uh and you sign a saw a little bit last week with you saw with Lamar and Baltimore kind of fall apart there it's really possible again that Cam Newton has that similar situation with Julian Edelman he just doesn't get the amount of work that we expect him to do this week so uh it's hard to sit him but he could be a big bust in my eyes so going over back to you Jib who's your second bust at wide receiver my second bus is going to be Adam Thielen. Ooh. Like, I could see the Vikings exploiting their um, efficient run game because the Houston Texans are the fourth worst team in the NFL against a run based on fantasy. And they're actually pretty good uh, against wide receivers. Get, they give up the 14th fewest points to the position. And if you take a look at their game log, they do pretty good against number ones. They gave up uh, 46 yards to Tyreek Hill week one and a touchdown. They gave up 42 yards to Marquise Brown and 43 yards to Juju Smith-Schuster and a touchdown. So I think 
if you look at those trends, like Adam Thielen's probably capped at 50 yards and a touchdown. So if you're looking at your projections on most sites, like they're probably projecting them like 14, 15, 16 points, and you're only getting 10, 12, 11 at them if, based off like kind of the trend. So I think he's kind of looking downward as uh, not projecting to what you're expecting this week. Yeah, that's a great take there, Jibs. I like that one a lot. Don't disagree with you whatsoever. Uh, my bust, my second bust at least, is Allen Robinson, guys. Chicago Bears wide receiver. Um, they're versing the Colts. And again, I don't know if the Colts' defense is real or not. They've only versed the Jags. They've only versed a Minnesota team that fell apart that week for some reason. But, you know, Minnesota, we've seen them play strong in the passing game. And then the Jets. So I don't know what to really take of that. Maybe they are really that good. Um, but that bodes not well for Allen Robinson, uh, who... The outside wide receivers so far this season, best game was 44 yards. Their best game that well wide receiver has had it was 66 yards, and that was Braxton Berrios last week in the slot. So, um, yeah, that causes somewhat of a concern. Um, the This defense is really strong, and if they kind of just bully over this Bears team, I know the Bears are 3-0, but they're a weird 3-0 team. Uh, the Colts could end up taking them out pretty well, and... Uh, Allen Robinson, I, I, I don't like him at all this week. Uh, I mean, if you have to start him, you do, but I prefer not to. I'd rather start like Allen Lazar over Allen Robinson this week. That's how not confident I am in Robinson's ability to handle this defense. Uh, so back to you, Jibs. Uh, who is your sleeper now, though, at the a wide receiver position? This is your other boy, Preston Williams. Ooh, Preston Williams. All right, so I mentioned before that Seattle gives up the most points to the wide receiver position, and they gave up 600-yard uh, receivers in three games. So basically those guys are Kevin Ridley, Julio Jones, Russell Gage, all in week one, Julian Edelman for 180 yards pretty much, Cedric Wilson, Michael Gallup. So like I think Preston Williams and Devontae Parker, if you guys have these options on your team, Devon, uh, Preston Williams is going to be a high-end flex this week. He probably can start as your wide receiver, too. I wouldn't even like have like any um, doubts about that for you. But he's going to end up producing numbers. And Devontae Parker, like I, I know when I do my rankings this week or tomorrow before Thursday night game, so he's going to be highly up on my list, definitely for sure, because I can see both these receivers going for about 100 easy. Yeah. Um, I definitely like that. Obviously, Miami boy, hopefully hopefully he has a big game. We really need him to because it's been a long time now, guys, since he has a big game. So uh, going to my first sleeper, I have Alan Lazar, guys. I already mentioned him kind of once. Um, the Falcons gave up the third most fantasy points to the wide receivers at this point. They've allowed five wide receivers that now have 90-plus tar- uh, receiving yards in a game. Uh, they probably should have given up more wide rece- rush- receiving touchdowns. They've only given up three. Uh, thanks to Dak Prescott and his three touchdowns in week two. But Alan Lazar, big performance, kind of showed me that Alan, Aaron Rodgers trusts him. And, and that's a key thing. Uh, if, if it was MVS, I know he had a tougher matchup, but if MVS had a big week, I would be like, all right, Aaron Rodgers trusts him. But Alan Lazar was a big weaker. And with or without Devontae Adams in there, again, he comes down a little bit if Adams is playing. But if he, Adams, Alan, Adams is out, Devontae Adams is out, uh, Alan Lazard's a big play this week. If Adams plays, um, Lazard's still a good play, and he's like that sleeper, more of a sleeper play at that point. So um, that's kind of how I see it right now. I, I want to start him if, any, if everywhere you possibly can. I really like his ability this week. So 
And Jibs, give me your last sleeper. Hunter Renfro, the Bills allow the ninth most points to the wide receivers, as you mentioned early in the episode. Braylon Edwards, not looking like he's going to play this week. Hey, Henry Ruggs, long shot to play this week. So that leaves Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs, and another wide receiver. Oh, I think that's Hunter Renfro. Uh, he's a reliable receiver. I think he could definitely be a good uh, flex option for you in PPR leagues, obviously. Uh, I'll still have hesitations about it in like, standard scoring leagues. But the Bills allow, I don't know what happens to their defense, but they allow like 176 yards to wide receivers a game basically a touchdown a game as well. So there's something to be had there, and I think it could be Renfro's uh, show this week. All right. No, I, I love that. With, that. with all the injuries piling up, someone has to catch the ball there besides Darren Waller, and, and Rentafel has shown that he can play very well. So I like that. I like that game a lot for him this week. So um, My other sleeper is Sammy Watkins, guys. I uh, He's like ranked really low right now in terms of consensus for week four, but um, New England, I mean, they're not the best at stopping wide receivers. They're actually one of the wor- one of the top ten worst at fan- fantasy points to, uh, given up to wide receivers. Um, and we've seen them in high-power offenses, a.k.a. Seattle. Uh, the Seattle did not play well against uh, – the secondary did not play well against them. So – and another game where the Chiefs are high-power all-passing offense – uh, Sammy Watkins could be moved around all over the field and do very well. I mean, he's got two or three games with seven-plus receptions, and he's, you know, 16% of the target share this season. Um, and I like his ability to do something again on this field that gives him a nice flex flex option for you in week three. Uh, he may be out there in waivers still in some leagues, so be be wary of that. So it's, it's definitely a strange year, 2020 strange. Sammy Watkins is healthy and playing, so... Uh, but now we go over to the open discussion, lightning round, coach's decision, whatever you guys want to call it at this point, Jibs. Uh, we're coming in here. We got a bunch of play- questions to ask you. So first one off the bat, we got Scary Terry versus that Baltimore defense now. Um, now, Tyreek Hill did really well. Nicole Harmon, uh, even Brandon Cooks did well. But do you think Scary Terry, with the way their offense is, with Haskins, can he keep it up this week? I think he will keep it up, and I will still start him as well. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm still starting him, too. Uh, He's just seeing enough volume and enough enough production that, like, you got to start him still. More of a flex option this week. I don't like him that great to be, like, a top performer, but, I mean, he continues to see seven-plus targets. He's seeing... The most target shares in this offense here and a bad offense, unfortunately. But uh, he's being consistent, and I like that this season. So even with against the game against Baltimore, I, I think he's a good enough to start. That's how good he is. Uh, but after outside of that, I'm not thrilled with his performances, but not horrible. So uh, going over, to, what about Keenan Allen and DJ Moore? Guys who are kind of on the opposite trends right now, but got pretty tough matchups this week. Do you like both Keenan Allen and DJ Moore still to go? For Keenan Allen, I'm still starting him. I think with Justin Herbert still being at the helm of the quarterback, that provides him a pretty good like floor, especially in PPR leagues with the amount of targets he's been seeing the last two weeks in the offense. DJ Moore, I'm kind of skeptical. I, I think I might kind of pivot my wide receiver core and see if I can find some better options, especially if I have 
two wide receivers are better matchups because DJ Moore, I don't know what's up with that offense, but it just seems way wacky that um, Curtis Samuel's getting the ball, Robbie Anderson's just killing it, and then DJ Moore's just getting stuck with pie in his face. Yeah, no, um, I'm definitely starting Keenan Allen. The fact they've seen so many targets is hard to want to set a guy like that. He's going to get enough volume to do something for you in fantasy. DJ Moore is a little confusing. Um, I'm definitely a little nervous on him, but the wide receiver one over the last two weeks have had at least 50 yards or, and six receptions for a touchdown. So you have to hope maybe DJ Moore can do something, but I, it's a risky start this week. If, if you see a better option, like I would maybe consider starting Alan Lazar over him because of the matchup, but it's hard to want to sit DJ Moore. I think you throw him out there and just hope and pray that he can kind of replicate what these wide receiver ones are doing. But for the most part, they locked down wide receivers there in Arizona this year. So, um, What about Kenny G? Had a really first good game back, but now he versus New Orleans, and he's going to probably go up against Marshawn Lattimore. Um, yeah. Do you want to start him still? I, I was actually considering him to be one of my busts this week. So I... I mean, I think I'm going to take my punches. I'm going to rock with him still. He's a stud. And I, I didn't expect him to have that performance last week, just coming back off that four week, uh, three week absence. So. Yeah, I mean, Mike Evans didn't do that well. Uh, the outside guy, Braylon Edwards, in week two didn't do that well. MBS didn't do that well. So, uh, yeah, if, if you. If you have a better option, someone you like with a good like a shootout matchup, like again, Alan Lazar, um, I would be okay sitting him. Uh, it's hard to want to sit him, but yeah, uh, you, if you got to sit him, guys, you got to sit him. But his matchup definitely isn't the best this week, so I'll take that to some kind of concern right there. So unless they move him around a little bit, which they could, so uh, we'll have to see. So sit him if you can. If you don't, I uh, want to ride it out and risk it. Risk it. I mean, he plays really well, even in tough matchups. So, uh, going over to the next guy here. Who do we else do we have on this list here? Um, bounce backs. Real quick, Jibs. Hollywood Brown, T.Y. Hillen. Bounce backs for you? Nope. Nope. Yep. I'm not believing it either, guys. Uh, I don't like either matchup this week as well. I know Hollywood Brown has apparently a good matchup. Uh, I think it might be more of the tight ends and Situation. I don't expect Hollywood Brown to really blow up. He's an he's an okay flex option, but not a big blow up guy for me this week. Darius Slayton this week, Jibs. Really fun. Uh, the Giants are playing. Why can't I think of who they're playing right now? Oh man, the Giants. Good. Oh, the Rams. The Rams. No. No. Jalen Ramsey, big tough matchup. Probably not starting no. him either. Hasn't been that good, but still, I just can't trust that Giants offense. Yeah, you can't. And what about sleepers like Corey Davis, maybe, or MVS? If Adams plays, I'll definitely consider MVS. I think he will get uh, some less coverage, and he'll have more opportunity to make better plays than he did on Sunday Night Football. Yeah. Um, Corey Davis, you can still throw him out there. I'm not gonna. He's not going to be my first option, but... If A.J. Brown doesn't play, which is kind of looking like he's not, you can definitely throw him out there until then. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, Corey Davis is like, you have you have to throw him out there. I wouldn't want to. MBS, I'd play him even if Adams played or on or not. I think that the defense is just easier to play against. So, And what about some rookies who blew up last week, like Justin Jefferson and T. Higgins? Do you want to start these guys this week, Jibs? Still no. I want two weeks of production. 
that's my uh, rule of thumb. I respect it. Yeah, I would be okay starting Justin Jefferson. A little risky, um, but I'd be okay starting him if I had to. Higgins, I'd want to wait another week just because the offense is so. Uh, there's so many mouths to feed there, so I don't know if that was just a one-week thing or not. Michael Thomas, is he, if he plays, do you play him? Wow. I had to make that decision, too. and um, I think, I think I'll play I'm him. leaning on not playing. I think if he plays, I'll play him. I have to throw him out there. Most, I mean, I most of them are in my dynasty league, so I have backup options, but if you don't, you need to throw him out there. If I throw him out there, see what happens. Um, and then some low-end guys, real quick. Um, uh, Adam Humphreys, Andy Isabella, G- Greg Ward. I love Greg Ward. That's the best of the group for me. Okay. Yeah, I agree, too. I think Greg Ward can see the most targets. Andy Isabella, after his big week, uh, still wouldn't want to throw him out there completely, but if you think that he can have another ba- another big game, if Kirk, Kirk, Kirk Cousins is out, Kirk Cousins, if Christian Kirk is out, I would be okay with him being in your lineup. But Adam Humphrey's not thrilled, completely thrilled to want to start him now at this point. So uh, let's go with the tight ends now. We're at that time frame. Um, and Jibs, give me your one bust at the tight end position this week. Another one. Another. Zach Ertz. Oh, Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz, yeah, he's all we got on offense too, but I still think he's going to need a boatload of targets to savage a week this week. Or in another situation, like it was a touchdown. But um, San Francisco hasn't allowed a touchdown to a tight end this year. They averaged 20 yards to tight ends this year on two grabs a game. So something in their defensive scheme is working right with that. And it just kind of sucks to say, like, even if he kind of matches that production last week, say, like, I think he got seven for 70 yards last week. You could take that as a win, but that's not going to get it done for you in a week, for the, like, this week. And I just don't think Zach Ertz is going to meet expectations unless he gets 12 targets or a touchdown, which is not like Um, I, I somewhat agree with your bus status on that. I definitely do. They're, the 49ers are really, really good against stopping tight ends. They've been really good over the last two years, allowing just one tight end of 100 yards. But just the amount of volume that Zach Ertz is probably going to get, I mean, he's got to be a tight end one still, Jibs. But um, if you expecting him to blow your team up and you're thinking he's going to help you win that week, you're right. I probably wouldn't want to go with him, but he's still a tight end. I, mean, I think you still have to start him. Um, but don't expect him to help you win the week, though. Oh, yeah, I'm still starting Zach Ertz, but, like, I just know he's not capping out at any absurd numbers. Like, he's not going to be a top-five fantasy tight end yeah. this week. But he's going to be a top – he's going to be tight end one still, but not a top-five. Yeah, but he's not going to – he's better than what you're going to find on the waiver wire. Exactly. I'll say that, so. Exactly. But maybe some of our sleepers could surprise you. So my bus, guys, I'm going Tyler Higby. Again, poor week last week after his big week two performance. Again, he's going to be a still a pretty tight end one in my eyes throughout the season here. I have no issues with him. Um, but when it comes to you know tight ends, uh, the Giants are pretty good against tight ends. Uh, they're top five against stopping tight ends, opposing tight ends this season. I mean, they've, they've shut down some pretty decent tight ends over the, over the season so far. Nothing great, but nothing like, I mean, Eric Ebron, Jimmy Graham, the mixture of whoever San Francisco's starting tight end is still. 
Um, they kind of shut them down for the most part. And again, not the greatest tight ends. Obviously, Higby's better than them, but how much better really is he than them? Come on. So, I mean, the offense can run through other directions, and that's what I might be concerned about, that, all right, it's not working with Higby. Let's get to the wide receivers. Let's get to the running backs. And to me, I mean, again, it's hard to see the tight end one, again, but just don't expect high expectation for him this week. I don't think he's going to see a a big workload where he's kind of filtering with that, uh, flirting with that tight end one this week in fantasy. And Jibs, your sleeper for the week. Oh, yeah, I'm going to die in the hill again with another Washington Redskins. And it's going to be Logan Thomas. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens are low-key aren't very good against tight ends. We obviously saw what Travis Kelsey did to him on Monday Night Football, modesty. But they allow 78 yards a game under a touchdown on seven receptions. The only problem with Logan Logan Thomas has been when Haskins play, it seems he's getting targeted a lot. He's getting targeted basically eight times a game, but he's just not making do on the catches. Some of the balls are just erratic and just can't be caught. So I feel like given the matchup, he could be a nice little surprise for um, some of the fantasy managers coming out of the week. But I would feel good about starting him still. Yeah, um, I don't hate that start at all. I would be considerate of it, that's for sure. So don't hate that one. Um, my start at the sleeper position this week is Dalton Schultz, guys. Um, he may be out there in waivers still. And the Cleveland gave up the fourth most fantasy points right now to tight ends. It's around 12 a game right now. And if you've looked at what they've been able to stop this season, it is not a lot so far. So... Let's see, who do they play so far? Mark Andrews, two touchdowns, 58 yards. Drew Sample and C.J. Uzama combined for almost 90 yards and a touchdown. Week three, Logan Thomas. Jibs kind of mentioned the offense kind of stutters out sometimes. But uh, Dalton Schultz, 16 targets over the last two weeks now in this high-flying offense. Uh, Yeah, I'd want to probably start him. And I'd probably start him over Tyler Higby this week, probably. I would maybe consider starting him over Zach Ertz. Probably not still, but... Uh, yeah, he's someone, if he's on waivers, guys, I like him as a sneaky start this week for you in fantasy football, so. But uh, those are the starts, the starts, those are the busts and sleepers now. Open discussion time, Jibs, coach's decision, whatever we're calling it still. Um, Waller, Henry, Jonah Smith, you okay, obviously, all starting them? Yeah. Yeah, same. Um, some of these middle-tier tight ends like Austin Hooper, Jarrett Cook, Jimmy Graham, Eric Ebron, are these startable tight ends for you this week? Coming back. Uh, he should be okay. Um, his injury didn't seem that severe. Again, he's still, we don't know yet. I'm going Graham, Ebron. All right, I would probably go Hooper and Ebron. Um, I like the matchups. Dallas gives up this decent tight end usage. Um, Tennessee gives up decent tight end usage. Um, Jimmy Graham, a little concerned about him this possible. Oh, yeah, matchups. Yeah. Colts actually are the worst team against uh, the play against tight ends. 1.1 fantasy points per game. Uh, so I'd probably want to stay away from that if I could. They actually have only given up three fantasy points all season to tight ends. <laughs> yeah, so crazy. <laughs> 32 yards in the year for six catches. So I would stay away even though he might have been a big free agent pickup. Definitely wouldn't want him this week. Um, George Kittle, if he plays, do you play him? Yep. Yep. I agree. You have to just throw him out there anyway. 
What about some sleepers like Tyler Eifert, maybe the Tampa Bay tight ends, Jordan Aikens, any of these guys? Uh, I'll roll with Gronk. He's looking a little sprucey out there. Uh, you can also consider um, O.J. Howard in that sense as well. But, um, yeah, out of that group, I want to stick with the Tampa tight yeah, um, I would if if Gronk was promising with his six targets last week, I would be okay restarting him, especially with Chris Godwin out of the lineup right now. Um, Tyler Eifert, I mean, he's got a good matchup. I don't expect him to do much. Jordan Aikens, I'm okay if you have to start him. I like Jordan Aikens, but not the best matchup, but I'm okay with it. So, And going over to the quarterbacks now, Jibs, who's your bust of the week? It's a big one, and I'm going to shoot my shot. I'm probably you start this guy too, guys. Like, don't don't get me wrong. It's Josh Allen. Ooh. I'm just gonna make the case, small case. Like he's been a stud this year. Has ten touchdowns. He's running the ball. He's throwing over 300 yards consistently. But the Raiders, low key, have been good against quarterbacks and wide receivers. Um, the Las I mean the <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders give up the fifth fewest fantasy points to the quarterbacks. And they only allow one touchdown pass a game. So I want to see how Josh Allen's going to muster up some of his production, especially given the fact that the Raiders are the Raiders are do well against wide receivers. So that kind of puts a spotlight on Stephon Diggs as well. Yeah, I agree with you, Jibs. I like that take a lot there. I like the boldness in that. You know, your hot takes bold. Um, going to my bus, though. I went Nick Foles, guys. Um, if we haven't mentioned already, the Colts' defense is really good. Um, and so far this season, they've shut down quarterbacks. We talked about Kirk Cousins getting shot down. Uh, they're the number one team against quarterbacks this season. Yeah, Nick Foles played great against Atlanta. Um, but Nick Foles is Nick Foles. He's not a quarterback that we've – and, Jim, you've seen it. I mean, outside of Philly, he's not really that great a lot of times. And I don't want to keep bringing that back up, but – Nick Foles, in just a general sense, isn't a guy who's going to jump over the top and win you a week. And against a tough defense, I'm not expecting them to really do that well. I think it's going to be mediocre. And again, the quarterback discussion is probably going to come back up in the air. Should they go back to Mitch? Should they stay with Nick Foles? Um, that's probably what I'm going to see this week. I You might have picked him up. I wouldn't want to start him if I was you guys this week. And Jibs, your sleeper at the quarterback position. My sleeper is going to be Matt. Stafford for the Detroit Lions. The Saints, yeah, they have a very good defense. Kind of like a bend or don't break, but they give up some pretty good productions at quarterbacks. They give up the fifth most points. Tom Brady's thrown, I'll say quarterbacks have thrown at least two touchdown passes a game against the Saints. The lowest output was Derek Carr and uh, 21 and a half points and four point for touchdown passing league. So I think there's some optimism to be had for Stafford. Like, he's been a guy that a lot of people coveted as, like, a top uh, low-end QB1 this year, and he hasn't kind of met that expectation. But I think this is going to be that week where he kind of exceeds expectations and kind of beats his projection because he's been pretty much steady maybe a, a half a point or so on his projections, like, most weeks. I love that one a lot. That just great take. Um, my sleeper of the week is my boy Ryan Fitzpatrick, guys. 
Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic, going against Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks, second-worst team against quarterbacks this season. Um, yeah, they've given up a lot of fantasy points, over 20 fantasy points per game. You've seen it over the last three weeks now. I mean, the quarterbacks are just putting up almost averaging over 400 yards a game, two touchdowns at least. And dating back to last year, it's a week, I believe it was 12. That's about eight games now. He's got, Ryan Fitzpatrick got two touchdowns or more in, in at least five of those games. So he performs well. I mean, this is a game they're going to be home, probably in a shootout potential and or comeback potential. Uh, yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to do enough to get this job going. He may throw a pick. Don't be scared of that. But um, he's going to do enough. Maybe Jamal Adams is out. Definitely going to help things out there. But Ryan Fitzpatrick is definitely a great streamer this week. Throw in there for sure. And let's finish up, Jibs. Tom Brady, you starting him? Yes, I am. Um, I'm okay starting him. Prefer better option. Like, I'd rather start Ryan Fitzpatrick over him. But uh, okay start. Derek Carr. He's playing the Bills. I'm okay starting. Yeah, they, yeah, I'm starting him because the Bills, like, the Bills haven't been good. like anything special at all this year on defense. They let Ryan Fitzpatrick and Josh uh, Jared Goff both have decent games. So, yeah, imagine last year if the Bills defense played like that, they would be nowhere fast. Yeah, I know. That's that's where we're seeing in Carson Wentz. Negative. I'm sitting him. Yes, definitely a sit this week. Phillip Rivers, Daniel Jones, Nate Mullins if he starts, Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> Sad to say, but Mullins leads that group. <laughs> yeah, I'm sending them all if I can. So uh, Yeah, I'll still send them all send too them all, as well. Guys. And, and honestly, the top like 15 quarterbacks in terms of ECL this week, Jibs, are all startable quarterbacks. So there's not really many streamers you'd want to start. A lot of them are really good this week. So uh, if you have a stud quarterback, you'll probably have a great matchup this week. So... Uh, play your players so but that is the end of our episode guys that's week four starting sits for you um i always thank you for listening we do appreciate it if you haven't checked out our website already please do so at www.thefantasycoaches.com got all, all rankings up there rest of season week four rankings dynasty rankings got great articles popping out to all great guys going on right here our dfs live stream will be on friday so definitely go check that out it's on twitter uh we'll be posting about it on friday morning uh, so check that out. As always, please go follow us on Twitter at Coaches Fantasy to know more information about us. You can follow me at Coach Stephen P. You can follow me at Hot Take Hot Show on Twitter. Yeah, so give us a follow, guys. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, until next time, have a great one. Be safe and take care. The bag is not far-fetched. We got a couple of clock cans. I've been feeling super duper. How the heck they know the future? Come with me, don't be a loser. Grass is green like pooper scoopers. Clueless analysts don't do the half of this. In fact, I'm backing this by asking if y'all remember that tough act interacting. Shh, like boom, running like zoom. The highest and mighty has entered the room. High off the knowledge, I'm feeling the fumes. All players cover this nuts as legumes. Opponents are doomed, and these are the facts. I keep it 100 like I'm running track. I listen up, I'ma head back, back to the blowing up, blowing up, blowing up, go.